but actually you're not broken. You just haven't been taught about what's happening in your body and you haven't been taught about how you need to adjust your lifestyle to feel your best, to manage that libido, to transform your body. Like it's all possible, but it just has to be done in a different way. And I think that's where the disconnect is because women just keep doing what they've done in their 20s and their early 30s and it no longer works. It actually makes things worse. Hey, I'm Megs and welcome to the Free To Be You podcast. I am an identity and alignment coach who is passionate about helping you move into the second chapter of your life as the freest, most self-expressed version of who you really are. If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that when you decide to go on this journey and rediscover you, you are going to need people around you who are going to encourage you to keep moving forward and keep choosing yourself. I have created a free community of women who are doing just that. It's called the Freed to Rediscover You group. It's over on Facebook. The link is in the show notes below this episode. I would love to see you there. I would love to support you on your journey to moving through self-abandonment and into full self-expression. My guest today is Cheryl Carroll. She is an ex-banking professional turned integrative health practitioner and health coach. The tragic passing of a close friend to bowel cancer in 2015 set Cheryl off on a mission to understand what healthy really meant. Her mission is to inspire women to make their health a top priority, enabling them to reach their fullest potential in life. She works with women one-on-one and in group coaching programs and educates corporate as part of their well-being initiatives. I'm so excited to bring Cheryl to the show because I know that a lot of you listening are going into that stage of life where health changes and I've already had some amazing conversations with her so I know you're going to love it so let's get Cheryl on the show. Cheryl welcome to the conversation how are you? Thank you so much it's so good to be here. Yes I love that we are in the same time zone even though you have a different accent to me you're not far (laughs) away in the same country because so many of my guests are from overseas so good that we're both here at a civilized time. So tell us a little bit about you and your journey to get to where you are in your business. I mean, I just want to give you the floor because I think you're the best person to tell your story. And then I really want to dig into our topic today because it's something that's very prevalent in my life and definitely a lot of the people listening as well. Amazing. So I started off my career as a chartered accountant and with that went to London worked in banks, but that was never my true calling. I was always seen as the healthy person. You know, I loved my exercise. I loved eating the salads at the salad bars, ran marathons for years in London. And, but, you know, you just kind of stayed in corporate, kept on doing what you were doing. And I moved over to Australia and went into a bank, carried on doing what I was doing, but it wasn't really my true passion. The thing that I loved most about my job was coaching the people on my team. It was doing these well-being initiatives for the team, even though, you know, I wasn't really trained in in anything. And then when I fell pregnant with um, my daughter, as as you've mentioned, um, one of my best friends was diagnosed with bowel cancer when I was six months pregnant. 
So there I was bringing new life into the world. And one of my best friends was losing her life. It was this, it was such a contradiction and a very, very stressful time. At the same time, we were renovating our house. So we were just moving around all the time. So it was just a very kind of ungrounded um, time for me and very confusing time for me, particularly because this friend of mine was somebody who had shared this passion for health. You know, we were, we were the ones when we traveled around the U.S. on these contiguities and everybody else is eating McDonald's, we would go and have a McDonald's salad and get up and go for a run first thing in the morning you know, after a big night of drinking or whatever it was. So it was even more confusing that somebody who was healthy could actually, um, you know, become a victim to these like terrible diseases that are so prevalent these days. So she ended up passing away when, when my daughter was six weeks old. So at least she got to meet her, which was amazing. Um, but it's, it's really injected a whole lot of fear into me thinking that, you know, these diseases kind of left us all. It was all kind of a thing of fate that you would, you know, succumb to one of these diseases. And, you know, just having created a new little family unit, that was very unsettling for me. So I'm like, if that could happen to her, that could happen to me. And she had an 18-month-old baby as well when this all happened. Mm. So it was just very, all just very confronting. Um, so... Anyway, so fast forward, so I had this thing going around my head, like, do I actually even understand what it means to be healthy? Because I just didn't believe that it could just happen by chance. I felt like there was more to it, some signs that she'd missed or we'd missed as the people who were closest to her. And when I was on maternity leave with my son, I said to my husband that I wanted to do some more studying. Like I wanted to really... um crystallize my understanding of health and I just to me that just felt like I needed to go down the nutrition route so I a friend of mine introduced me to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition so I did that health coaching certification and that was great because it introduces you to kind of primary food it's not just about the food on your plate it's about your whole holistic lifestyle that drives health so I loved that as an introduction but I just wanted to go deeper you know my auditing mind I'm like this isn't this isn't prescriptive enough. I need to know more around how the body functions. And I'd been following a Dr. Stephen Cabral, who's based in the US, and he brings together naturopathic um, medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, and he created his own health coaching certification. And I was in the first intake of that. So I was doing both at the same time. And so I did his level one and two um, certifications that actually taught me how to read lab tests, like really just taught me the foundational pillars of health. And then I started coaching on the side, still in my banking job, you know, still running my team with my kids and then doing this health coaching on the side. And the more I did it, the more I realized that this is absolutely my calling because it's still the same investigative skills that you need but the more you're really getting to the root cause of what's going on in somebody's health like what's stopping them from feeling the way that they want to having the energy losing the weight whatever whatever that is um so i did it part-time for a while and eventually in december 2020 i put in my 
my notice and I left in the February of 2021. And then I've been doing health coaching full time since then. And the evolution has been going from, you know, just coaching as a generalist to niching into midlife women because, you know, the people who resonate with you just come to you. And I'm like, what are these women are really struggling? Like, what is going on? And it was actually through my own experience of, you know, maybe some sleep issues, like maybe not right, quite feeling my best that I recognized that I was in perimenopause and was having these early symptoms of perimenopause because back in my days of running marathons and over-exercising and probably under-eating, I didn't have periods for 10 years. And so fast forward to perimenopause, that can bring on the symptoms earlier. So it was through this realization for myself and needing to really adjust my lifestyle to meet the changing needs of my hormones was what I realized like, wow, this is really what I'm here to do because women are just confused and are shouting at their own bodies when actually their bodies are doing the best that they can. We're just not supporting them well enough. Wow. That's really what I'm, yeah, that's really my mission now. I so relate to a lot of that last part for sure. And we do. I mean, we, it's interesting how the evolution happens from something that, you know, obviously sparked that internal kind of investigation in in yourself and now has led to you doing something that you are very, very passionate about. We don't always see that journey when it's ahead of us, but isn't isn't it interesting to reflect back and see that evolution to to end up where you are now doing something that you absolutely love. And I have been obviously in your space for a little while now, not too long, but everything you talk about resonates with me. And especially that I didn't know that about, you know, the over-exercising or the under-eating, how that could bring on those earlier signs of perimenopause. So let's talk a little bit about perimenopause because I know um, most of my audience is going to be is women in their 40s. And so for me, if I was listening to this and I didn't know a lot about what that actually means, like, can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? What are some of the things that people would be noticing? Obviously, you mentioned a couple already, but let's talk about what that actually is. So I'm going to just do a bit of definitions now, mm. starting with the with the term menopause, because even though I was a certified health coach, had gone deep on hormones, there was very, very little in my health coaching certification that I did originally on perimenopause, menopause, which is so sad. And then you think about the traditional medical model, people are given like one module in um, medical school around this phase. And it is, it's big and it's broad and it's important, very, very important because every single woman on this planet is going to go through perimenopause and then menopause. So it's just going to happen. So menopause is just one day when you haven't had a period for one year. So it's just a time-bound um, definition. So if you haven't had a period for eight months, you don't have the badge of honor yet. You have to wait until you get to one year because sometimes a period will come 
and then you start counting again. So that's menopause. And what I used to think was that your periods would just stop. And that was it. You know, one day you just would never have a period and that would be the end of it. But actually it's this transition. It's like uh, perimenopause is the time before you hit menopause and it can start as early as the age of 35. And I'm seeing it more and more now because we live in a very, very stressful world and people are stretched. And when you are stretched and stressed, it impacts your hormones. And then you can start to feel these subtle changes and symptoms from much earlier on. And if you're someone like me, who's just completely ignored their body, um, you know, in the interests of, yeah, it's, it's, it becomes even more of a thing or even not even a thing. I shouldn't say that. I don't want to paint it in a negative light, just more of an opportunity to really dial in to your body's needs because you've ignored the nuances of your body for such a long time. So so perimenopause can start as early as the age of 35 and can go all the way. So the average age of menopause is around 51. So it can be a very, very long transition. And, you know, all the symptoms that people assign to menopause, actually most of them happen in perimenopause. Things settle down from menopause, you know, maybe within the first three years post-menopause, your body recalibrates and now understands the new level of hormones that are going to be available and can then start to operate. It's the uncertainty of the swings of hormones that happen that causes all the chaos. It's just the second puberty. It's like puberty in reverse. So, Mm. you know, think about a teenager going through puberty. It's all very chaotic and that's just what's happening in reverse because what is happening is that the ovaries are pretty much giving up shop they closing shop they're going to be handing over responsibilities to the adrenal glands um for the production of the sex hormones and you know certain like there's also estrogen that's produced in some of our fat cells as well if people have a lot of adipose tissue you can get some estrogen from the adipose tissue but otherwise we're relying on our adrenals to pick up the slap when the ovaries stop. So then you can understand if we are just stressed to the max, those adrenals are not going to be able to do much in picking up the slack for, for the ovaries. Oh my gosh. So, so it's really that, that transition that is perimenopause. Mm. And then there are phases of that. There's the, you know, the beginning phase where the first hormone that starts to decline is progesterone, the lovely calming hormone that helps us sleep. It keeps estrogen, the queen bee, in check in the second half of our cycle. So the first symptoms that people may experience that they may not necessarily assign to perimenopause are, you know, maybe just their cycle reduces by a day or two for them. Like whatever's normal for them, it reduces for a day or two. And then they may just get, be slightly more irritable, you know, just slightly heavier bleeding, slightly more discomfort. So it's very, very subtle. And then as you move more towards menopause, then women can start to miss ovulatory events. So the ovaries may not 
um, papats, uh, we may not papat an egg for a month and they may still have a period or they may start to skip periods. So, you know, maybe they'll get a period every second month. Um, and then closer towards menopause, that's when both progesterone and estrogen really start going down, 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 down. And that's when you get more of, of the estrogen, the low estrogen symptoms like dry skin, um, hair loss, vaginal atrophy, unfortunately, um, you know, brain fog, like more interrupted sleep can be those kind of symptoms closer to menopause. Mm-hmm. And in that interim phase, um, what happens is that as the ovaries decide that they're no longer working or want to do the work, there's this shouting match between the the brain and the ovaries to say, you know, you've got to produce more hormones. Sometimes they over-respond and sometimes they under-respond. So there's just this kind of chaos. You don't quite know what you're going to be getting each month. So mm. that's kind of the snapshot of the the transition. <laughs> Sounds like you're describing my life. But I think <laughs> <laughs> anyone else relate. Uh, but, yeah, isn't it interesting how, um, you know, because we're so wrapped up in our life and doing the thing, we there are subtle changes and therefore we don't really pick up on them unless we're really, really focused. And it's the other thing that I have found is the way that that affects our mindset, like our our motivation, our desire, our, you know, our get up and go is really, really affected. And that can affect every single area of our life, especially our relationships and our relationship to our, our body, our relationship to ourself, which is the most important one, the most one that I talk about on this show. Mm. Uh, but, you know, how no wonder so many of us have this rocky time in other areas of our life as well. Absolutely, because they, we have hormone receptors all over our body. So it impacts our brain. It impacts our um, our insulin sensitivity. It impacts our moods. It impacts our, our muscle strength. It impacts, you know, how we're how we're able to exercise, our exercise tolerance, uh, inflammation. Like it's all of these different changes. So going into perimenopause, if you don't know this or you're not aware of this, you keep doing what you've always done, and then you get to this point, like you described, and you're like, oh my god, I'm like, I'm so irritable with my partner have no libido, like, no, do not come anywhere near me. I feel fat. My brain doesn't work properly. Like I'm broken, but actually you're not broken. You just haven't been taught about what's happening in your body. And you haven't been taught about how you need to adjust your lifestyle to feel your best, to manage that libido, to transform your body. Like it's all possible but it just has to be done in a different way. And I think that's where the disconnect is because women just keep doing what they've done in their 20s and their early 30s and it no longer works. It actually makes things worse. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. Let's talk a little bit about like the mindset piece because I think this is where you and I cross over in a really big way. So 
when we're not feeling our best and when we, you know, we just get on with it because that's what we have to do. What's some of the things that you work through with your clients from a mindset point of view to help them understand what's happening and and how they can make changes that are going to make them feel better about themselves more than anything? So the first kind of mindset shift that I work with my clients on is actually shifting the narrative of, you know, this, this change or whatever one you want to call it is a curse, you know, because that was the big, big, big thing for me was that the reason I realized that I was in, in perimenopause was a, a friend of mine who's a, who's another coach. She ran a, a bioresonance scan on me. And on the report popped out the word menopause. And this is when I was 41. And I was like, what? I'm like, do it again. I'm like, here's another photo of my face. Run this report again. Like I'm nowhere near menopause. And she ran it again. And sure as nuts, I popped this word. And I recognized what a negative um, relationship I had with something that is in my future. I recognized all of the biases that I had, like the things that came out were, oh my gosh, that means I'm old. That means I am on the shelf. That means I'm never going to have sex again. You know, all of these like weird thoughts popped into my head. And I was like, whoa, okay, let me take a step back and let me go deep into the science and the research of exactly what does this all mean for me? And that's when I realized that this whole picture of the puzzle of perimenopause had been left out of my training. And that's when I went deep and I just got all the books. I followed all the doctors. I was coached by other women who were focused on women's health, women's hormones, so that I was informed that I reframed my mindset of this transition. And now I think it's incredible. Yes, I'm so what? I'm turning 45 next year. Um, you know, my mom went into menopause, I think around 51. So I've still got a few years to to go. If that's kind of a marker, you don't know. Like there's the genetic side of things, there's the lifestyle side of things. You know, it's not just based on your mom's experience. Um, but that is an input. So I've, I've, so I've got a while, but actually what I'm seeing is that this, and this is something Lara Bryden, who's a brilliant doctor, um, who's, who's actually based in New Zealand talks about it being this critical window for health. And that if we take perimenopause as an opportunity to really up level in our health. And for me, that's all aspects. So it's the mindset, it's the physical health, it's the emotional health. We up level. We are just setting ourselves up for this incredible second half of life where you can just do all the things you want to do. You can share your wisdom in a way that is not possible if you're not feeling your best, if you're not embodied, if you're not empowered, you know, and I've got a big message as you do. I love that. So it's, yeah, so it's such an important time to focus on self. And that's really what this transition is all about and why women struggle because what it means is you've got to take the lens out and turn it in 
and mm. women generally struggle to prioritize their own health and put themselves up on the on the everybody knows you know put your own oxygen mask on first everybody knows that nobody can do it so that's the first big mindset piece in that so it's really just the reframe of it being an incredible opportunity for change like in all areas it's time to you know deal with unresolved trauma because during this phase when your hormones are changing our in our reproductive years our hormones are like a little security blanket they like shield us because our role is to give birth caretake you know do all the things so we need to be resilient so our our balanced hormones help us to be resilient and when they start to change and shift it's like okay you no longer have the security blanket and unresolved stuff starts to fester up and almost becomes like it's just it's just screaming at you to be resolved mm. um 100% and i you know on that too that's why i'm so passionate about working with women that are at this age because that's definitely something that i've seen over all of my coaching days that coaching years is it's that time. It's, it, it makes so much sense because mm. we do have all of that stuff come up. And I've always said that it's because we also have more time to focus on it because our role as a parent changes as well. At the same time, all this is happening. Our role as a parent shifts from being keeping these kids fed and alive and whatever to now actually being more of a guide and a role model, right? Because they are starting to manage their own lives a lot more and be more self-sufficient. So we also have more time to look at ourselves but because we haven't done it for so long. We actually don't know how to do that. We don't it's know how not to. Yeah. yeah. And so well, no wonder we also put our health on, you know, it's no wonder it's such a a negative thing to to start to consider that our life is over. My life is over. No. Yeah. The second chapter is just beginning. Just starting. It's just <laughs> beginning and we can be whatever you want. But I love that this is like a really complimentary conversation to the one I'm already having because we also need to feel good. And as much as work yeah. as I do on my own mindset every day and work through, I've done a lot of work on how I feel about myself, my relationship with self, my sense of self, my true identity, all those things I talk about on every, every uh, show that I'm on. I think that this feeling part, like I know deep down, and this is how you and I connected, like deep down, like my body is changing. It doesn't respond to exercise in the same way. I'm not as motivated as I was before. My brain is so much more distracted and foggy. I'm still super like passionate about what I do, but we need to understand what's going on. So I love what you've just shared there because it makes so much sense to me. And I have actually had that thought recently about, uh, and this is, I think, something you were talking about the other day and I was like, yes, I was watching a video. I was like, yes, yes. Like it is an opportunity. I'm in this opportunity now. We're in our prime. We just don't see it that way. We don't see it that way. Yeah, yeah, because it's because society always focuses on youth and you know less so for men like you still have you know the distinguished gentleman and 
all of that, but like, you know, the stereotypical woman who is in, you know, advertising and everything is, is youthful. It's all focused on youth. And so that makes us then think, okay, well, we're not worthy because we're mm. not that anymore. But there's such a shifting conversation, you know, with women like Naomi Watts and yes. you know, Kate Winslet talking out about it. Like there's just this big, um, yeah, there's just this big momentum happening around, you know, really focusing on um, like the importance of having strong, you know, women who are in the midlife, like really having their voice and feeling good and you know, it's not, it's not all bad news. No, it's not. And we need to learn how to choose ourselves. And that's another big, big part of, you know, I think we as women need to, okay, we are now not, we're, yeah, we're always going to be nurturing. Our families are always going to be important to us. Our children are always going to be our babies, but we have time to focus on ourselves now. And instead of, you know, feeling bad and not really knowing where we fit in the world, we need to figure that out. And I guess that's why mm-hmm. we're here. That's why I'm here. That's why I have this show is to help people really understand that. First of all, figure out who you are, figure out your health alongside it for sure, because we don't have anything without our health. And then actually yeah. decide what you want to go after it and be in a, every, having everything in alignment. And Taking that back to what we, you and I were talking about a minute ago, it's also that kind of alignment with our hormones is out, right? We're not aligned, things aren't aligned. So, you know, I can see this real overlay of of, uh, of conversation here that we're having. It's super important mm. for people to understand. So from an alignment standpoint, uh, yeah. that, that's very, very important because it's, um, if you think about a man in terms of alignment, only has the 24-hour rhythm and cycle to be aligned with, whereas a mm. woman has her the 24-hour cycle but also her unique hormonal rhythm. You know, it's always said a 28-day cycle, but like that alignment to our cycle as well, which, you know, for me in my prime, I did not even know that. I was so grateful I didn't have a period like mm-hmm. it was so handy but yes. actually I was so out of alignment with my natural rhythms and I didn't even know so now mm-hmm. that I'm I've got this level of awareness of how important it is how important ovulating is I'm so on it I'm so connected to my body to my uh, symptoms to my energy levels. I'm always curious around these subtle shifts. And I think, you know, you mentioned this earlier as well in our conversation is that our body is always talking to us. Our body is always giving us these signals, these, um, symptoms, these, these different messages, but it can be subtle, right? It mm. can be subtle, but it's important to hear them all and to then respond as you need to. And that's really what like my huge message around perimenopause is, is that it's about, I can give you a lifestyle prescription. However, you need to have very, very strong self check-in around where you maybe need to pull back or where you can maybe rev up a bit more because you're not pushing yourself enough 
So it's this constant check-in because each of us is different. Each of us has a different um, capacity because we've got other things going on in our lives or we've had past trauma, you know, so it's, it's really about self-check-in and self-management, even with the guide of someone, you know, even with the guidance of someone like me, you know, yeah. I need your feedback to, to tell me like, what is working? How are mm. you doing? Um, so that's so, so, so important in this, in this time. And I think we, we, we struggle to do that. So it's a practice. Yeah, I love that self-checking. I talk about that a lot too with our values. You know, it's like we need to check in and see where we're out of alignment in our relationships and in our life. Same thing here. I love that. So what are some of the uh, some of the things that people can or that women can do to kind of improve their, uh, their lifestyle or, or help with the experience of that transition? Like what are some of the sort of more common ones that you suggest lifestyle-wise? So the first thing I would say is that a lot of people just want to jump to supplementation or hormone therapy and absolutely there is a place for that, but just know that it is supplementary to lifestyle. Like I always want somebody to optimize their lifestyle first and then see, okay, great. So I've changed my nutrition. I'm moving differently. That's not stressing my body. It's building me up. And I'm managing my stress, which is the hugest piece. And now this is how I feel. So what do I need? Like, am I ready to have a conversation with my doctor around hormone therapy, assess the risks or whatever? So that's really what I wanted to say quickly about um, hormone therapy and supplements. Uh, Definitely a place, but supplementary. And so the pillars that I educate on are nutrition movement and stress management. So nutrition is all around protein forward nutrition, balanced plate. We do need some carbohydrates. You know, I went through a phase of being very, very low carb. I've had to really work to unlearn that because my sleep was impacted. So I need, it's like, that's work for me because I've been programmed to fear carbs for forever. Um, So it's really about balancing your plate, protein-forward nutrition, good quality fats, whole foods. So whole, I'm not saying carbs as in go and eat all the cereal and all the spaghetti, but really whole food, nutrient-dense carbohydrates on your plate, diversity of plant food, because we want to be supporting our detox pathways. We want to be supporting our gut microbiome, hydrating with enough water, <laughs> Because often women are dehydrated, which is a big stress to our systems. Um, yeah, and like fil- filtered water. Unfortunately, a lot of the water around is uh, filled with nasties like fluoride and chlorine and everything. So just look up to see how good quality the water is in your area. But you can always get a, an on-the-counter filter. Like um, I've got a Berkey filter that you just buy new filters for that last forever. So that's a whistle-stop tour on nutrition. And it's also about mindful eating, meal timing. There's a huge movement around intermittent fasting. But I just encourage women to think about their overall stress levels because obviously fasting is a hormetic stress. And sometimes when you're juggling too many balls, you've got lots of different things going on, doing extensive fasting is, go, is not going to give you the benefits that you're after, can actually stress the body. You know, sometimes 
a lot of the women that I work with are actually under eating. And that's why their bodies are holding on to excess weight because they've not been like meeting their caloric requirements. And so what happens? The thyroid starts to slow down. And there's this absolute pandemic of thyroid um, dysfunction at the moment um, for what I'm seeing with, with women. And that's what's driving the low energy. It's exacerbating some of these perimenopausal symptoms. It's the weight loss resistance, all of these different constipation, all of these mm-hmm. different things. So something to bear in mind, just make sure you're eating enough and movement is the most important thing is to be thinking about how you can skew your training towards resistance training because as we lose our hormones our boat we actually lose muscle and um, we can start to experience something called sarcopenia and we all and that also results in weakening of our bones estrogen loss is also linked to bone loss so if we want to reduce that risk really working to build our muscles in a way that puts pressure and builds our bones is is really something we want to do from a longevity health span perspective some obviously cardiovascular exercise but the problem that i see a lot is that women will do like 45 minute runs you know which is that like medium intensity which just puts you in a, into a bit of a gray zone stresses the body just enough and can actually make you kind of hold on to excess weight. So things like F45, which is also that putting you into that gray zone, rather do like a short 20 minute session where you're doing some sprints, like you warm up for 10 minutes and do 10 minutes of sprints, rather do that. And then you walk away from that and you've really pushed yourself because we really just, because we become less resilient to stress, how we structure our exercise program is very, very important to make sure that we stress our bodies enough to get adaptation, but we also recover enough. So recovery mm. is huge um, for us as well. And then the final pillar is stress management, which is obviously the mental and emotional stress side, but also any physical stresses like poor sleep, um, toxin exposure, gut issues, anything that will internally cause stress, which also then pushes up the cortisol. Um, so that's quite a big pillar. Mm, it's a heavy one, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. So that's, you know, I spend a lot of time with women working on um, the, the mental and emotional side of things, like utilizing breath work, catching their thoughts, you know, just proactively managing their mindset and their their nervous system through the day through daily routines and then we work to do detox practices and support their gut health etc in my programs amazing and those three pillars i mean it's like it really simplifies it when you look at it that way because mm. they'll work like we were saying will work well to get they all work together yeah. and definitely have found that i'm not somebody who like a like I do not like running or any really heavy cardio never have been into that uh but I understand what you're saying about that muscle breaking down like you can already mm. you can see it and even just a short strength uh workout with weights gets more results than 
yes. you know, any kind of cardio I've done recent, more recently for sure. So, yeah, I'm definitely noticing that one. And you also you don't have to exercise for hours on end. Like, you know, the research has shown that you want to actually have it less than an hour. You know, obviously going out for long walks on the weekend, going hiking, all of that kind of stuff, awesome, like because that's mm. lower intensity, um, you know, longer endurance sessions. But, you know, when you're in the gym, you don't need to be there extra long. Totally okay with this. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what is, what is the one big, out of everything you've said, like we had to sort of sum up this, this conversation, like what is your big one message that you want to drive home and everything you've said today? That this is this time. So from 35, if you're a 35 year old woman, I know you said most of your ladies are in their forties, but don't wait. Like this is an absolute positive opportunity for change and don't settle for anything. Don't, if you catch yourself having a narrative like, oh, this is just what happens when you get older. So, you know, it just happens that you, you know, you can't fit into your favorite clothes anymore. Like everybody just puts on weight or this is just what happens when you're older. You forget where your car keys are or like any of these little things. Don't accept that. Challenge that to be like, okay, this is my experience now. How can I adjust what I'm doing in my lifestyle or how can I adjust my lifestyle and then get other support to be able to like eliminate this bias that I have in my head around aging, you know, like break down any preconceived ideas around what this phase is and just have a beginner's mind and try different things, you know, follow different people. There's some incredible books out there at the moment on perimenopause. They all, like all the stuff I've spoken about is just said in a different way you know, different strategies. Um, they talk about different strategies um, similar to what I've shared, but it, there's so much out there. So empower yourself with what this change means in terms of your body, your symptoms, and then what lifestyle strategies you can start to play around with to move your health forward. So only you know how you currently feel. Only you know your baseline. And also how you want to feel and just don't, don't limit how you want to feel by preconceived ideas around aging. My final mm. message. Powerful. <laughs> Love that. Absolutely. hundred percent agree with that. It's all about educating ourselves as well. Right. And, and getting more information. I always find that when I understand how something works or why something is the way it is, I'm much more inclined to stick with it and much more inclined to, uh, to want to, you know, make it happen. So I love that. Yeah. I think that's so important. And the other thing I caught inside of there is something very similar to what I say, which is that, you know, like we need to cho- choose ourselves. We need to make ourselves a priority. And it yeah. can be really difficult to do at, at this stage of life where all of this is happening because we've always put everyone else first. But now is the time to do that. So I love that. This has been such a valuable conversation. There's so many gold nuggets uh, for me and just little things that I want to go and look into more and read more of your Good. amazing content. So thank you very much for bringing this uh, wisdom to the Free to View podcast. So where can people get in touch with you or what's the, the, the best place for people to reach you if they would love to know more about you, their health and more about what you do? 
Yes, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram at your underscore tiny underscore voice. I post there every day. And also on if you're a more of a Facebook user, it's YTV Health Coaching. So I post the same content every day. There's some stuff from me, some little nuggets that you can grab if, if you so choose. Yeah, perfect. So best to reach out to you on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's where we connected too. So (laughs) definitely my favorite place as well. I don't know. I just find that it's just a, it's an easy place to to get to know somebody and what they're about. So fantastic. And I'll put all those links in under the um, show notes there. And what are you working on at the moment? Is there anything exciting that you want to share uh, that you have coming up? Yes. So I'm just in, at the moment, I'm running a pilot group program for women with hypothyroidism. So anybody suffering and mostly women, the women are suffering from Hashimoto's. So as I mentioned, there's this thyroid pandemic. So I'm really creating uh, something that can help women move through that and move into remission from that, what can be debilitating condition. And the other thing that I'm working on, which I'm super excited about, is I've created a four-week program called the Midlife Women's Nutritional Toolkit. So this is really supporting women to understand the changes that are going on in their bodies through the midlife um, shifts, and then what that means from a nutritional standpoint, how to work through weight loss, resistance, uh, working through any kind of emotional eating that may be part of their story. Cause I think a lot of women either have, you know, an emotional attachment to alcohol, which may no, no longer be serving them or the chocolate or, you know, any kind of comfort food. So it's really just a whistle stop, one stop shop to help women, um, support their bodies the most. Um, from the nutritional standpoint in midlife so they can achieve their their goals and that's launching in in february wonderful well definitely pop the link for that underneath i may even check that out myself most likely um (laughs) (laughs) we can all do with extra uh you know support in in this area and then also obviously from uh from our mindset i mean i say this on every show i feel like we you know we it's not a dress rehearsal it's the same with our health. We get one body. We get one life. We get one opportunity to be the best we can be and reach our potential. And that's why I'm here. That's why I bring this conversation. Thank you for adding to that conversation today. It's been amazing to have you. And if you're listening to this and you feel like you could definitely do with reaching out to Cheryl, please do. If you know someone in your life that could benefit from hearing this conversation, I would love for you to share this episode with them or share it on your socials. We need to get this message out there. We need women to start focusing more on themselves. And more importantly, it's time for you to focus on you. So I'm giving you full permission, as I'm sure Cheryl is, to choose you to finally you know, make 2024, we're almost at the end of 2023, but make 2024 your year to really start this or step into this next chapter of your life as the most truest version of who you are. And thank you for being here. If you've listened to the end, I will see you on the show with another amazing guest next week. And until then, take care and again, be you.